On today's episode of Living Your Sparked Second Half, I have the opportunity to interview Ruth Namias, and she is so fascinating. Her expertise in the field of astrology is extensive. Uh, she began her study. It's uh, specifically the Kabbalah astrology type. I didn't know there were different astrology types, but she started her study of Kabbalah in 1989. And then she tells a little bit about how she got into astrology as a kind of extent, a, a, a kind of an expansion of that. Uh, and she studied with world renowned Kabbalists. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Rav and Karen Berg. And she has drawn on the wisdom handed down through the 2,000-year-old spiritual lineage to assist thousands of people in transforming their lives through Kabbalah astrology. Uh, she's an instructor and an astrologist, and she supports uh, her students in their quest to understand the unique gifts that will help them steer their destiny. She is fluent, and I didn't even hear this. I'm just know it from her website. Uh, she we didn't talk about this, but she's fluent in five languages, and she's taught Kabbalah in France, Poland, Russia, Italy, and the United States. Uh, she's a wife and mother of two, and she is currently residing in London. Uh, so she did a quick reading for me before we got on this. Uh, before we recorded the episode. And I had some really interesting realizations from that, which I share. So it's really interesting. We talk a lot about uh, just different ways that you can use astrology. Uh, you might not believe in astrology, might not know anything about astrology. I just uh, encourage you to be open. And I think it's fascinating. I love learning about uh, how we how we work. And, and this is something that uh, astrology has been around and been used for thousands of years. And so I thought, well, I, I want to learn more about it. And if you can uncover more about yourself and in the revealing of that, uh, things click. I think it's really great. So why not use it, right? Uh, and and I think, you know, there's lots of astrologers. So try to find somebody that you click with and you like. Uh, I like Ruth because, uh, well, first of all, she's so passionate about it. You can just tell it comes through. Uh, she seems so sure of when she looks at your chart, it's just like amazing. When we were on Zoom, I was like, wow, she is so confident what she's saying. Uh, I think charts are very complicated. I bought an astrology book and it's like, uh, <laughs> it's not just a sign. It's all like where all the moons and the planets were. Uh, there's, and even there's some new planets that have been discovered. So yeah, it's really fascinating. And I don't know how she can look at a chart, but obviously she knows what she's talking about because it was very clear when she looked at mine, things, certain things came out. So yes, this is something new to me and um, I want to introduce it to you. So enjoy. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. 
I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Today's guest is Ruth Namias. And I'm really excited to have Ruth here because she's an expert in astrology, particular Kabbalistic astrology, and she's going to talk about yes. that. Uh, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And I'm very excited. Yes, I'm excited because, good. yeah, uh, when I reach out to people, usually I I send them my application and uh, if I find that they're interesting and I thought she was really interesting and uh, she wanted to talk to me first. So not many people do because we usually talk before I record yeah. uh, and get to know each other that way. But it's just really the first time we meet and I had an opportunity to talk to Ruth and I loved it. And she's such a giving person service obviously is her her thing uh so she actually did a really quick reading she wanted to know my birth date and where i was born and she like told me some things that i was like that is really interesting i've had a chart reading but it was a much younger person who did it ruth is more she's a little younger than me but more my age yeah and so i want to talk to you You're just always yeah. young and beautiful remember that yes oh yeah age it doesn't bother me it doesn't bother doesn't me bother but it's me. yeah yeah but we, we we talked about the the second return of saturn so yes. i in whatever yes. that means and so i'd love for you to yes. share it but like why don't we start with just you sharing how you got into astrology i know you're such an expert one, one of the things i felt when i was talking to you is that yeah. the, there was this sense of sureness like when you looked at my chart, it was like you knew me and you yeah. had no doubt that like the things you were telling me and I, that you just come with this confidence. I, I'm sure it's years and years of doing this. But yeah. So tell me about how you got started in it and like why you're so sure of it. <laughs> OK, so my name is Ruth Namias and I am a Kabbalistic astrologer. And I am part of the International Kabbalah Center, Worldwide Kabbalah Center. And uh, I didn't start with astrology when I started very, very young. It, it's in my early 20s when I started Kabbalah to study Kabbalah. Kabbalah is a spiritual knowledge. It's not like particular religion. It's come from Judaism originally. But, you know, we have everyone in our Kabbalah centers international and from every walk of life and from every nationalities. So Kabbalah is a spiritual knowledge that gives the rules of the game of life in a way right? Astrology is a part of that. Like angel coaching or any other kind of thing that we teach, it's part of the Kabbalah knowledge. And this Kabbalah knowledge gives the, the person, it's not just, okay, we're going to fix your life. We're going to make you, we're going to, you know, you're going to fix your problem. It's not that. We just give the tools to people for themselves to give them, to, to fix their life. So they have the tools in their hand. Because it's the, the, we are the only person that can fix ourselves. We are not here to fix others. And that's a very important concept. Mm 
So astrology came after that along the way. I'm more than I'm not uh, probably 31 years or 32 years in the Kabbalah Center, part of the team when I was very young, as I said, like in my early, very early 20s, 2021. 20, and and I grew up into astrology. Astrology came to me from the first. My spiritual teacher, who unfortunately passed away, left the physical world like two years ago, Karen Berg, who was the, the head of the Kabbalah Center worldwide, she taught me into astrology. She One day, I wasn't, I was in, in my, uh, probably a, a, a 15 years ago, I think, or 12, yeah, 15, 16 years ago, I wasn't feeling good. I was like saturated from work. And, you know, we have those down moments in life. And she just came to me and said, you know what, Ruth, why don't you study astrology? And I didn't understand. I said, me, astrology? What's the connection? And she said, I think you will be very good. And I started and it was the magical moment. You know, like when two pieces of the same puzzle connect and fit into each other, that was exactly that. So I knew I found my vocation, my path, my my calling. And because I had this uh, spiritual background with Kabbalah, because I was a teacher, I was uh, uh, um, uh, helping people with spiritually co spiritually uh, coaching them. So it helped into even deeper into astrology. And you got the the, the, the feeling for me that I have a real, uh, uh, um, how do you say, assurance, right? When I talk to people, mm -hmm. it just comes naturally. It's, yeah, it's like when I see a chart, I see the soul of the person. Yeah, yeah, and it's exactly like like I feel like I might be wrong sometimes, maybe with little details or dates or not really accurate with date. But I guess the whole the whole overview, it's exactly because what we explain in Kabbalah, it's like your soul choose the day, the hour, the place to be born. It's not a coincidence. People think, oh, by coincidence, I was supposed to give birth in London and I was in the state and, and I gave birth to my child in the state. No, because the soul choose to be born in the state. Mm. You understand? So there is a reason for everything. So when we see that, and the chart, as you saw last time, is the blueprint of the soul. It contained it contained the past, the present, and the future. And when you, the secret, I guess, is when you don't judge the person, when you don't if say, oh, look at this chart, or what bad this person is, or what uh, horrible, or what uh, selfish, or whatever it is, we don't judge. We you are who you are. You came with your good side and you came with your bad side to correct it or your your problem side to correct them. And that's why we are here and we are all together in the same boat. So yeah. I guess helping each other and opening the way to each other, that's the secret of it also. Yeah. So that's, that's a little bit of the background. Yeah. So you said you give the tools. So what is an example of a tool? Is it the knowledge of... You know. I'll explain to you the concept first, mm -hmm. and also for our people that are listening. Imagine the, okay, let's say the guy now, the, the footballer, how do you call it in, in the state? The saucer player, right? Soccer, yeah. Soccer player, yes. In here we call it football. So let's say, so now Lionel Messi is the best in the world, right? He is. It wasn't that a great <laughs> game, by the way. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was amazing. Yes. And so let's put, let's take Lionel Messi, who is the best in his field, is you know, number one in the world. Let's put him in a basketball field. Okay. How do you feel? How do you think he will feel? Uh uncomfortable. Unsure. Yes. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Well, that he didn't know enough. 
Exactly. So he will try to play, make mistakes, not be comfortable enough, right? But you put him in a football field, he will be like a rocket, right? So what made him uncomfortable in the basketball field? What do you think? What made him, what gave him that, what gave him that feeling? Uh, well, yeah, I think a number of things. First of all, I think if he is, if he's meant to play soccer, that being in the uh, basketball field would be it's like wrong field for him. If long field, yeah, he'd be misaligned. I call it misalignment. That's right. right. But mm-hmm. let's say that we project him to the basketball field for some re- for some mm-hmm. mystic reason that we don't know. Okay, let's say he's projected there. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know the rules of the game. Mm, good. Basically, yes. right? He doesn't yeah. know the rules of the game. So now. Imagine the scenario that we bring the best coach in the world of basketball and we teach him. And this coach teach Lionel Messi to be the best basketball player because, you know, he's intelligent guy. He knows how to play. So he will be good. After he know all those rules, you put him back in this basketball field. How would you feel now? Good. Yeah. And maybe he's meant to be an athlete and not necessarily a soccer player. Exactly. He will be, he will feel good. He will feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. He will know the rules or he will play the best that he can play. Right. Mm -hmm. This is exactly Kabbalah knowledge. Mm -hmm. Kabbalah is the rules of the game of life. Interesting. We don't solve your problem. We don't solve your problem instead of you. We give you the tools, the rules. Yeah. What kind of rules, as you said, very rightly, consciousness. We have Kabbalah classes, we have astrology chart, we have angel coaching, we have a lot of tools that can help people. It's not solving their problem, but directing them through their problem. Mm. When you see a person that doesn't learn spiritually, Kabbalah or not, any kind of spirituality, and that doesn't learn spirituality, that person in front of the mountain, they will say, no, 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 it's too high. I cannot do it. They will turn their back and go back in the back, right? Go back to their old problem. The other person that will learn Kabbalah or any kind of spirituality and learn the tools, they will stand in front of that same mountain. And they will say, you know what? That mountain in high is true, but I will find a way to to go around it. Do you understand the difference? Yeah. Yeah. Now that desire to go through. Yeah. What came up for me is a question of, are these rules for messy or for me? Are they like, are they custom rules on how I would interface or interact with life? Or are they kind of hard set rules that I just have to learn in order to succeed? As for everyone from any walk of life, from any country in the world, from anyone that is open to spirituality, one request, one request is the desire to change. Mm. That's it. Once you have the desire to change, everything is possible. I'm not saying right away or tomorrow morning. Of course, there is process. Of course, sometimes we will fail, but we stand up and we continue, but we will achieve the goal. Mm. Yeah. The desire to change. That's what it did. Yeah. Yeah. I have this image and I teach it in my free training of somebody, two people. And one, yes. and, and there's a six on the ground to one person and it's a nine to another person. So exactly. it's like, be open to looking at the other perspective, like what, exactly. look, be able to look at it differently, um, see the other yeah. side of whatever it is that, yeah, that's interesting. So one of the so, things that came up when you did my quick chart read 
and I'm going to go deeper with her. So that is to yes. come. I'll, I'll share more on a future podcast episode. But uh, yeah, actually three things. So I'm going to yes. share with you three things. And I haven't shared this with her. So I'm doing it right now. After we talked. Well, first of all, I was surprised because when I had my original chart read by somebody, um, she she didn't talk about anybody else. And so what I found very fascinating is that Ruth very instantly started asking me about other people in my life and my relationship with them or things that might relate to them or. And so she asked about my ex-husband, which I thought was interesting and nobody. So, you know, I obviously had a relationship 25 years, very close with this person. He was a Leo. And now I'm married to who I think is my soulmate, who I met when I was 18, but didn't marry him until I was, you know, 50 years old. And so um, he's a Scorpio. And so, yeah, like she, so she knows like how an Aquarius me would interact with these people and what my relationship would be like, like, yes. but the thing that was like really shocking to me is that she asked me about his health yes, and ha- asked how his health was. And I was like, wow, that's super interesting that you can actually through my chart, get a sense of what's happening to other people. And, uh, he, he did have thyroid cancer uh, and so I don't know if there's anything going on with his health right now, but I do know that he's has struggled and he, he had a paralyzed diaphragm. Um, that was before he was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. So he's had some, some things that he's had to deal with. Um, so that was really interesting to me. And then we talked about my two daughters and she yes. asked about one of my daughters and she asked what was going on with her. And what was really interesting to me is the day before my daughter, both of my daughters uh, have, I've given them readings, um, personality readings uh, as a gift, because I think, you know, learning more about yourself, um, I'm going to sign them up with you, Ruth, by the way, so you can (laughs) talk to them. Um, But yeah, I think it's a wonderful gift um, to give somebody to like, let them go deeper on themselves if they're open to it. And so anyways, she had gone, done this personality typing more than six months ago. It was within last year, but it was more than six months ago. And I had encouraged both of my daughters to record the sessions. Um, and, and so they would, yeah, so they could listen to them back. Uh, and, um, so I actually, I let her use my phone and to do it. And so I had it on my phone and the day before she asked me this question and, and let me back up my, my youngest daughter is she's doing she's working corporate job, which she's really good at and she makes good money, but it's not what she's here to do. I'm convinced it's not what she's here to do. I know that she is a creative soul. She's kind of a um, planting a seed type of person. She's a person that um, she's from a very young age wanted to write a book and she already had an outline for a novel. Uh, but you know, she had kids and, you know, she's gone the kind of the path I went, which wasn't lighting me up. Um, and she's just, uh, some days just not real happy with what she's doing. And, uh, and so the day before she had said to me, mom, do you have that recording of my typing session? Cause she wanted to listen to it again. So yeah. I knew that she was seeking to like, you know, let me go back and revisit that. What did I not hear? What can I do now to maybe start a new path that, um, because I, I really think there's something there. I think she was thinking, you know, when you said that, I was like, I think she's thinking about this because she did ask yes, for that. Definitely. And then I saw her the following weekend 
And I said, Hey, I just want to talk to you because, you know, I talk to this astrologer. Unfortunately, my kids don't think I'm nuts. They're like, Oh, really? <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> yeah. And no surprise. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they're not like, Oh, mom. Um, but she's, I said, I just want to know if everything's okay with you, you know, because she sensed that there, you know, something might be going on with you. And you just asked me for that typing. So we had a really good conversation about kind of her Amazing. seeking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And then the, so you third... see how things open with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third thing, but I thought that was just like, so like, wow, because, you know, I would have said, hmm, you know, I, I knew that I, I have this feeling that she's really, she's misaligned right now. Um, but the fact that she asked for that the day before was just really point, point on. Um, and then the third thing, which is kind of crazy, is very, the first thing you said to me when you looked at my chart was, you have three kids? And I said, no, I only have two. And you yeah. said, well, did you ever have an abortion or a miscarriage? And I said, no. Well, after we talked, I remembered when after my second child, I had a late period and my periods were like every I actually had periods like less than 28 days. It was so annoying. Um, so it's like 26, 27 days. And I always ovulated early in my cycle. But anyways, my period is like four days late. And I was like, I'm pregnant. I, I think I'm pregnant. And I went to my husband and um, I said, I think, think we're pregnant. I mean, I'm late. I, you know, I'm never late. Uh, and he was upset because, you know, we, he was a police officer and we were struggling at the time with finances and such. And we had two little girls and he was, he was not, you know, real thrilled about it. And about, it just took him a day took him a day. And then he came back and he was like, I'm real. I'm actually excited about it. I'm really excited about it. And I had, I passed clots and I, I truly believe that I had a miscarriage and I totally forgot about that until you, wow. until, until after our call. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I said something to my older daughter about it. And she goes, you know, mom, there's a lot more miscarriages now because people find out they're pregnant before they've missed their period. And so you, you probably were, but you didn't have a test to know. And yeah. yeah. And so I was like, that is so crazy. Cause I had totally forgot about that, but it made me after we got off the call, I was like, it, it brought that back up that, that, that what had happened. And I remember, I remember where I was That's when we great. had the conversation and I remember the bathroom I was in and yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. It, it happened a lot with people that suddenly when they ask the question, they don't remember at all. Don't mean no, not yeah. at all. And I leave it. And then two days later, they call me back. Oh, yes. You know what? You were right. I call, I remember this and this and that happened. It's okay. It's, yeah. It's in the child. The child is the blueprint of the soul. You choose the day to be born. So you choose all this karma that will happen throughout your life. Mm -hmm. Every situation. But it's not like a, a done deal. We can overcome all this. Yeah. Why? Even I am an astrologer, right? But I'm telling you, we can go above astrology. That's the mm -hmm. purpose. Yeah, that's the purpose of Kabbalistic astrology is to know where it's like a roadmap, right? Mm -hmm. You know where the blockage is. So you don't want to go through that to drive through that road if you know there is a blockage there, right? Yeah. So you're trying yeah. to find the big you you see the bigger picture to try to find a way around that blockage. Yeah. And to overcome that blockage and go way around and even if it takes a little bit longer and then achieve your goal or achieve your decision. Yeah. That's exactly Kabbalistic astrology. Yeah. Well, I think what for me, 
I, I, I think is so helpful is because I think a lot of our struggles are with relationships in life yes, and that our misunderstanding, our misperception, and that the fact that you can understand other people through your chart and your relationships with them, it helps us become more empathetic. It helps us become more, oh, that, so that's why they do that. Because a lot of times we think somebody's exactly like us. But they're yes. they're if they're a different sign and born on a different day and a different you know they're they came in a different place and and uh had their soul had that whole has a whole different intent than you and and they their character traits are different based on what I know yeah. from personality typing so but the yeah. sign of the person also it's just the one percent of the person of the potential of the person mm. don't go just according to the sign. Last day, last uh, yesterday, I think I did a chart for someone. She's a Pisces, Sun in Pisces, right? But when I opened the chart, she has seven planets in Capricorn, so she's acting like a Capricorn. Mm. You understand? Because the influence of a Capricorn in a chart, it's so intense that the Pisces went on the side. Do you understand? So when someone telling you, "Oh, you know what? I'm a," you ask him, "What's your sign?" Like, I'm a Pisces. It's think is just one percent is the tip of the iceberg there is a whole iceberg under the water that we don't see mm. this is why and specifically the relationship when people come to ask me so what's good for me i'm a capricorn what's the best sign i say never go according to that because like this person she can be a pisces but she has seven plans in capricorn and this is a whole game changer in relationship yeah yeah so when, like when you're born and where the others exactly. you know uh yeah. you know it's not that's just moons and, yeah yeah that's so interesting like my youngest daughter who is a pisces she was born like 20 minutes into that sign i thought she was an aquarius because she was born on the 20th and i thought all signs are like the 21st where they kind of changed and i was like oh, oh an yes. aquarius and then i come to find out yeah she was she the was pisces. born also yeah. when you're born really the beginning of the degrees it's much more powerful than the, the end of the degree each mm. sign is 30 degree each planet is 30 degrees into the sign. So when you're born, the first health, like the first 10 degree, it's much more powerful. And also there is another explanation when you are born in the last five degree of the sign. So it's it's a whole yeah. magical thing, I think. I, I'm so passionate about astrology that I can talk hours about that. I, I can I can, you know, take keep you until tomorrow evening just yeah. talking about astrology. And uh, there is that's so alignment. Many, that's alignment. Yes. Yes. And the more we talk about it, and the more that I know that they don't know enough. And we yeah. need to know more, you know, so yeah. this is how, it's a very, very vast knowledge and it's a very helpful knowledge. But yeah. that's why I want our listeners to understand, it doesn't control, the planet do not control us. They give us the roadmap. They give us the 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 the, the red light where the problem is, but they are not the solution. You understand? We can overcome that. We can go above it and we can achieve our goals. Mm. It's not because someone is born with a problem that it will follow them all their life. We can change that. Mm -hmm. We, I mean the person itself. And that's why Kabbalah spirituality give the tool to change it. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the, the powerful idea behind it. Yeah. What What's your take? Because I'm curious about this. What's your take on induction like when when uh somebody goes in or they've been carrying the baby too long and the doctor says yes you know i need to induce you and there is 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 that still a choice for them when it's kind of medically no. enforced 
or is the baby's yeah. choice. Okay. It's the baby choice because every soul, because the baby is a soul, right? Mm-hmm. Every soul enters through the world through a specific way. Mm-hmm. You understand? So when they enter through, uh, connect to the mom, to the mother, also the karma of the mother and the father and the baby, right? So if they come, the baby come through this world in a very painful way or difficult way or dangerous way, it's the soul, the baby soul choose that entrance in the world okay for some you know, there is some uh, many reasons we don't go into these details now but for some reason according to the karma of the baby and the mother the baby choose that way of coming okay so the induction so is really was was meant to be it Sounds meant like. to be. yeah we yeah. think we have the choice we have the control the doctor has the choice mm. yes we have that part of it yes in the physical level we have but in the spiritual world the baby also choose that yeah. And it's their way to come like this. Yeah. What's interesting is my older daughter, her firstborn, and she she had had pulmonary embolisms. Um, and so she, when she was 21, so she had high risk pregnancies and she had to take shots. And so they they had to take her off her Lovenox and induce her because they don't want her to have a heavy bleed. Wow. Right. So, um, but it's interesting because my first grandchild um, was was due and the induction was supposed to happen on November 3rd, which is also my husband's birthday, uh, but she didn't come until November 4th, which was kind of interesting. See, yeah, exactly. And the baby soul choose that. Yeah. She waited until after midnight. We're like, come on, come on. But she was like, and so she wasn't no, coming. She wasn't exactly. coming. Exactly. You can yeah. decide whatever you want. If the baby doesn't want, if the soul of the baby doesn't want, it yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And my yes. mom, and I think I mentioned this, I was due March, uh, I think 11th. Yeah. I think I was due March 11th. And, to be a Pisces. and I was, and my, my mom was not healthy. She, uh, she was anorexic. So I didn't, she didn't have a lot of weight on her. And I, so that's one of the reasons I think I was premature. Is, so I came on February 14th, but they were actually going to induce her and I maybe I don't know the details but maybe it was because I wasn't thriving and so they were going to induce me because back then in 59 they did not induce um but it's funny because she said she went into the hospital and and I came I I came I they didn't induce me and so that uh, when you say that you chose like that you chose yeah and why sometimes also baby that's so lazy to come out they don't want Mm. They simply don't want. So we can explain that they have fears to take the karma on, to take the responsibility of the karma. Mm. Yeah, or, so. or they have fear to come to this world that they don't know. You know, up there is it's all energies. It's mm. much better up there, right? There is no physicality. There is no boundaries. There is no hatred. There is no nothing there. You understand? So every soul is different. Every, every soul. We have 8 billion souls in the world. 8 billion souls are different. Yeah, that's why the law of reincarnation is so complicated. Yeah, we cannot go to the bottom of them, right? But we can yeah. try to explain, and that's why Kabbalistic astrology is very deep because we go to past lives. Mm. Past life is the it's the initiator or, or, or the roadmap of what's happening in this life. As an example, people come to me, for example, couple the the woman that cannot have children, right? And they tried everything. They went to every professor in the world. Every big professor, I have someone, a few people actually, that they went to every professor in the world. And each professor told them that everything is perfect in her body and there is no problem. And they didn't know why she couldn't get pregnant. And when I saw her child, the problem was in her past life. Mm. 
that she was one of them was in the Holocaust during this time, mm. and they took away her children from her. It's an example. It's, everyone is different. It doesn't mean that everyone has the same problem, but as an example. So, but once she understood that, that her in your in her subconscious, she blocked the fact to have children because she was afraid if she had children, they would take them away from her again. Yeah, that's that's what it, it was in her background of the mind. And once we work on that, that's other tools, uh, uh, meditation, angel, uh, uh, Kabbalah knowledge, spirituality. So she worked through her fears. She got pregnant because there was no physical problem. Yeah. We understand. So this is one of the examples of how you can overcome a blockage. And sometimes we don't know. If she didn't do the chart, she would never know that it's coming from past life. You went to every doctor, every therapy, every psychology, every acupuncture, everything, and nothing worked until she understood that she has to do the work inside of letting go about that fear. And yeah. I have millions of examples like that, not just for getting pregnant, for everything in life. That's so once amazing. we understand the blockage, so we can work on that. And I'm yeah. not saying, and I'm not guaranteeing that every time there is a result. No. It depends also on the person, on the karma, on how deep is the problem. It depends on a lot of factors. But yeah. generally, we can overcome a lot Yeah, by knowing and by understanding where the blockage is. Yeah, yeah. That's the point. Yeah, I think sometimes, too, it's our mind, you know, once until we know there's a problem that we can release, you know, yes. we can't, we, we, it, it, we just can't get over it. And so, yeah, just the identification of the problem, I think, is so key. Uh, can you explain what the second coming of Saturn? Saturn what, what, return, yes. Saturn so return, have, yeah. Saturn return. We have three, normally we have three Saturn return in life. The first one, it's around eight, 28, 30 years old, more or less, right? So Saturn in, in astrology and particularly in Kabbalistic astrology is the planet of karma. Is the planet of, mm. the, it's like the, 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 the policeman of the chart. Okay. Mm. As an example, Saturn, for example, will not let you go drive a car without a driving license. Even if you know how to drive a car, even if you know everything, Saturn will tell you, no, go learn, pass your test, and then you can drive. For example, right? And a lot of astrologers wrongly, they think as Saturn as a malefic planet, as a negative planet, which is not at all. It's just here to put her, put, to put us back on track, simply. Mm. Yeah. It's like the, the, the guy, the old, Saturn represents the old wise man that knows everything and you cannot cheat on the, on him and you cannot, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, turn his head. He sets, knows everything. Sets things right, you know. Exactly. Like, yeah. So, yeah. So, but a lot of astrologers think, oh, it's the malefic planet, negative, which is not at all. It's a wrong uh, uh, interpretation of Saturn. So Saturn takes 30 years to go around the zone, 28 to 30 years, depending on, on the, the, the place in the world that you are. Mm -hmm. So when Saturn comes back to the same position as when you are born, it's a very important passage in your life. You understand? It's like you finish a 30-year cycle, 28 to 30-year cycle, so you go to another 30-year cycle. Now, this passage is very important, and we have to take it in a very serious way. In what sense? Because it, it's, it's um, a lay the foundation of the next 30 years. Oh. You understand? So whatever we do in these two years, 
two, two to three years, whatever we do, whatever we change, whatever happened, it laid the foundation for the next 30 years of our life. That's mm. why it's so important. The first Saturn return is when we are 28, 30. This is why usually people want to get married, want to change work, want to change country, want to buy a house, want to thinking, do I have children or do I not have children? Do I buy a house or not? And most of all, if you do statistics, people that got married in, in their early 20s, they divorce in their early 30s. Because suddenly they, they, they see, oh, but I'm not the same person. I don't like this guy or I don't like this, this, this woman. She's not or he's not for me. You understand? Suddenly we grow up. It's maturity. You understand? That's the, 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 the first Saturn return. We change everything in our life. Marriage, children, we buy a car, we buy a house, we change country, we change career, we move on. We lay down the foundation for our life for the next 30 years. Mm. The second Saturn return, which I think, according to Kabbalistic astrology, is the most important one. Why? Because the middle of life, it's 58, 60 years old. Okay? So when we go through that, supposedly, when we look back at the, at the last 30 years, we got the husband, we got the children, we got the house, we got the car, we got the career, we got the money. Everything that we asked in our first Saturn return, we worked for it and we have it. Supposedly, okay, more or less. I cannot say everything, but more or less, right? So what's left for the next 30 years? Because the third Saturn return will be when we will be 88, 90 years old, right? So what are we working in the next Saturn? In Kabbalistic astrology, as I explained, we are working on our legacy. Mm. What are we leaving behind us in the world? Mm, for the yeah. next 30 years of our life, until we will reach 88, 90 years old, we are working on our legacy. We have the house. We have the children. When we will be 60, usually, maybe some exception, we don't think about how can I have children. Mm. You understand? Or we don't think, or we don't think how can I buy a house? Or how can I, I have a career? We have all, supposedly, right? We have all that already. Okay, even if some people lose their career, so they build it again, but it's different consciousness. So we want to think, who am I? And, and usually this is all the questions I get when I do chat for people like that. They say, okay, what is my purpose in life? Why did I come to this world? Where do I go? Where is my spiritual? How can I help people? How can I change my... They want to do something higher, better, deeper. Mm. So this is that effect of the second Saturn return. This is a very short introduction because I can talk hours. There is a, truly, there's a lot to say, but mainly it's like, how do I deal with my legacy? Yeah. How people will remind me when, you know, I, 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 with the help of God, after 120 years, we'll go up there and we say, okay, what did I do? Because up there, when the soul leaves the, 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 the body, we don't take the house, we don't take the car, we don't take the money, we don't take nothing material. But we take the spiritual that we, that we created. We take the energy, the, 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 all that energy that we created in our life, the legacy, that's what we take up there. And that's what is helping our soul up there. Mm. Yeah. That sounds, sounds to me like the first one is like, I want to build. And the second exactly. one is I want to reflect and like how, yeah. What the, second, I... the first one, you're right. The first one is I want, I want to build my physical world. Mm. The second one is I want to build my spiritual world. 
Oh, that's so true yeah. for me. This yeah, lines exactly. up so much for me. Okay. So one of my like questions is you said this two-year period, are you building your foundation? So I'm like, well, I'm six, I'm going to be 64 soon. Does that amazing. mean that it's too late? That you look fa- amazing for that. You look amazing. Truly. Filters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So no, is it, is it like, you know, is it, is it too, it, do you get to a point where it's like too late to build that foundation or, no, you know, it's, no. Not okay. We have 30 years. So you're just saying that two-year period is kind of like the, is the, the transfer is the gap of when different people and the Saturn yeah. returns for the different yes. people. Yeah. Okay. Got Imagine it. Got those it. two years we're in a bridge from one level to another. So we walk through that bridge, planting the seeds for the next 30 years. Now, yeah. it doesn't mean that if we don't do the work for those two years, that we cannot do the work throughout the 30 years. Of course, yes. It simply will be more difficult. Mm. Yeah, the, yeah. Because you're already inside the, the level. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you are you are inside the house. When you are in the house, it's more difficult to fix the house, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then if you are before and you tell the architect, I want this change, I want that, before you go inside the house. You understand? Yeah. That's yeah. The, the the concept. But of course, it's never too late to change. Yeah. My it's interesting because I wonder, you know, yes. is this two year period like when Saturn returned for me was do you get feelings like are you getting like urges like like I'm asking what if I'm asking oh I want to yes. why haven't I done this why have is there a soul searching kind of going on during that time hundred percent hundred percent and the regrets why why I didn't do that why I didn't say to that person I love you and why I'm fighting with my family or maybe no you understand so you know what I close the chapter with this person with this family with this uh, situation and finish so it's fine finish. But we came to conclusion. We go to conclusion, usually. Mm, and yeah. some people, which may be, I would say, 10% of the population, they don't feel anything at all because they're not connected to that. Or they don't want, or for whatever reason, we don't want to judge them. But for whatever reason, we don't feel so. They go through life like this for them. You understand? Yes. Yeah. It's this. But most of the people, they ask questions. They suddenly find themselves to ask what did I do in my life? Like, okay, I had the house, I have the children, I have this, I have that. But what, what's inside? I don't know. Like this, this urge feeling to do something. Yeah, and, and not yeah. just physically. Mm-hmm. You yeah. understand? Okay, let's uh, have another project to more to get more money. No, usually it's like, how can I help? Yeah. What my, I want to write a book, or I want to help people, or I want to become, uh, uh, I don't know, a, a doctor to help people more. Yeah, there's uh, things that I want to give. You understand? Yeah. Usually, yeah, yeah I, I started my coaching business like right before I turned 60. So it was like that. So I was building it exactly. the year I was 60 and continuing to build it. But, but it, it takes yeah. a long time for you to think about it first. Yes. So yeah. It started in like 55 to exactly because you know, I started dabbling. Yeah. Yes. So usually around 55, 56, 57, it's like starting. So those yeah. like, you know, a, a, a flashes of, of thoughts. Yeah. Okay, what what if I if it didn't happen? Okay, I'm later in my life. I you know midlife now. After fifty, what do I do with my life? Okay, I, I've done this and I'm a great. I've done and I'm very proud of myself to achieve to have achieved all that. But what about my soul? What about some people doesn't know what soul means. So so they yeah. feel what about me? What about yeah. inside me? You understand? Yeah. Doesn't matter how you word it. it it's all the same. Yeah, I wasn't in the into the soul speaking thing at all. And and for me it was like I'm I'm unhappy, so there was this knowing I was unhappy. Uh 
which I now know is like coming from soul, but I, my logical brain was like, it, like, forget it. It's you know, not possible. You know, it's too much. You keep, you're too old, blah, 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 exactly. you know? So that's, yeah. Exactly. And that's what the, 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 the energy of the body, which is limited. So, you know what? Now nah, it's okay. You did already hard work. It's enough. Sit in the sofa and watch TV the whole day. And the other part, your soul said, no, I came here to do, to have a purpose. And I want to achieve that purpose. You understand? Yeah. So there is a conflict in the beginning. And then you overcome that conflict and you move on. And that's why you see so many people change their career at the age of 55, 60, 63. Mm -hmm. You know, so many people suddenly yeah. they need to go around the world and help in different ways, in different levels. Yeah, I just read a statistic that, and this was an American uh, statistic that was gathered, that over 50% of people over the age of 50 wonder what they're here for or per what about like, what's my purpose, um, exactly. at least once a month. Exactly. And this, it's a very interesting uh, statistic. It's yeah. exactly the effect of Saturn return. Mm -hmm. You cannot go through this and not think like that. You cannot. Yeah. yeah. Unless yeah. you really, really hide yourself from everything. You don't want to, yeah. to, to face anything. But anyone, spiritual or not, you don't have to be spiritual to go through those questions. Yeah. Because it's in the universe. And Saturn, because it's a very strong planet, you will feel the effect of it. It's all you do or you do. There is no, no other way. Yeah. So yeah. Saturn will push you almost sometimes, I want to say, will force you into it, will force you into the change. That's why sometimes a harsh situation happens to people in that age in order for them to really realize, hey, wake up, you need to change. Yeah. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So, so ch chart, there's all kinds of chart readings. I mean, I like looked at your website and there, you, there's all different kinds of ways yes. you want to, you could, you can, you can ask for assistance. So, um, so looking back, you know, on kind of your past, um, yes. but also the natal chart. Yes. The, the, and that's called the natal chart. Natal chart. Yes. The birth chart when you were born the birth chart is what we've we've done mm -hmm. and then we see the progression which is how the planet will because the planet doesn't they don't stand still since you have the move right so we see the transit what's happening now like the quick planet going around your chart and how they influence you month by month or or or, or six months by six months or year by year or week by week whatever we decide and then we have the progression which is the next few years okay yeah so i'm curious about that one yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? Because uh, a lot of people who are f not that familiar with astrology, they think about like the little blurbs in the in the newspaper that say, oh, if you're an Aquarius, you're going to be like finding new love this month. <laughs> well, don't so, ask me about that because I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I think I that gives the, like astrology a bad name in a way. Because I don't like, want to put down those astrologers because they're working and it's probably their, you know, their way to earn money. So I don't want to put them down, but it's, it's not working for me simply. It, well, it's not one size fits all. It's nice to 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 look at it or to, to read it if you want and have fun and and you know have a. Because they're all positive. They're all they're all pretty positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. Let's put it like this. It's good, but it doesn't change your life. Right, right. That it's good to read it the same day and have you know a nice feeling about it. That's nice, but at the same time, it, if you want, if you're looking for something deeper to change your life, that will not be it. 
Mm. We need yeah. a deeper reading, like a completely a complete overlook of the chart reading. Yeah. And that's like really will will help you guide yourself and through all the problems, uh, bumps on the way, uh, whatever it is. Is it, are there things that kind of speak to the collective, like what's going on in the world yes, right course. now? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, definitely. We have, you know, we are 20, 2023. I call it as a as a bridge year from 2022 to 2024. Why? Because this is the last year since 2008 that the planet Pluto was in Capricorn. And I will explain to you what is it. The planet Pluto, we call it in Kabbalistic astrology, the soul. Okay, it's the soul. It's the inner, like really the, the, the inner spark of light that we have inside us, right? And it's connected to the light, to the bigger light of the universe. We call it light, God. We call it, You can call it whatever you want. It's the universe, right? So this is represented by the planet Pluto. And again, Pluto with Saturn also, they are the two very strong planets in the chart. You don't mess up with them, right? When they give a message, we have to listen. We have to go through it, right? So Pluto started in Capricorn from 2008. This is is a collective planet because Pluto takes 248 years to go around the zodiac. Mm. So we cannot have a Pluto return like a Saturn return in, in our chart because we don't live 200, but countries can have. And by the way, the state, the United States in 2022, they just had their first Pluto return. Wow. They, they just has 248 years. So so it's a big thing. When Pluto come, Pluto don't ask. You had 248 years to build. Now, they don't ask. When Pluto comes, they destroy, Pluto destroy, and then rebuild. In order to rebuild, not to destroy because it's negative, destroy all the bad, and then they build a new. It's like Mm. Pluto says, I want to come, I want to go next level, but I don't want to build a house on top of the old house. Yeah. Yeah, and or on top of the old feeling. So in a country, that's why there is so many, it happened so many things in the last year or year and a half in the state because of this Pluto return. Now, Pluto in Capricorn, it's a, it's a generation planet because it's 248 years around the zodiac. What it did in the world, it, start, it started with the Arab Spring. Remember this guy in the, the, the uh, Tunisian market that burned himself? Hmm. Back in, I think it was in 2011, don't remember exactly. And it's it it was like a snowball effect. Every social media spoke about it, and every country started to fall down. Every patri- patriotic controlling country, Tunisia, Egypt, Syria, eh, 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 I don't remember all, all, all those countries. You remember all this this time in history? 2008, 2011, everything started to fall down. All those patriotic ministers, kings, whatever they were, they started to completely to crash. That's Pluto and Capricorn. Capricorn represents government in the big, uh, mm. in the mondia, in the mundane astrology, in the astrology of the world. And Pluto represents the inside, the soul. So Pluto say, that's it. No more patriarchal system. No more mm-hmm. control. The, all the Me Too movement started during this period. Mm-hmm. No more controlling, hiding uh, secret. All the sex scandals, they went out. All mm-hmm. the bank and financial scandals, they went out. So because Pluto is a very, very slow moving planet, it stays in each sign 
14 years to 20 years. Hmm. So it's since 2008 and it will finish the end of 2023. Mm, interesting. So all this time, and this you see how much the world was revolutionized by that. Yeah, definitely. People doesn't want control anymore like before. They want to, they have a stand, they have a say, they have they, they can say they go down in the street. What happened with uh, um Charlie Hebdo in France also? And Thousands of people went down the street, which would never happen in France. You understand? Mm -hmm. And I can give you example around the world. Yeah. What's happening in Iran now? All those people going down in the street is unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. So what? So this is Pluto and Capricorn, and it's ending. Where is it going next? So in March now, this year, 2023, we will have a taste of Pluto in Aquarius for three months. Pluto will retrograde, like we, we, we move back. Of course, it's an optic illusion. It physically doesn't go back, right? Pluto will, will go into Capricorn for, th- sorry, into Aquarius for three months, March, April, and May, 2023. Pluto in Aquarius, it means the responsibility is giving to people. Mm. So there will be, of course, the, the, the state, the prime minister, the whatever it is, but the people will more and more have the power and have their say. Mm. And if you see what's happening now in the world, people have their say. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Everywhere people have their say. They don't want anymore to be controlled, to be put in a box, to be, to be put on the side. They don't want. So Pluto in Aquarius, it says, wake up. Take responsibility about your life. Don't, ju- ju- don't just wait for the prime minister to tell you what to do or for God to tell you what to do. It doesn't happen like this. It's a waking up call for people, for humans to say, hey, wake up now and take responsibility of your life. Well, that's interesting. So it sounds like it's a really good time for self-exploration. hundred percent. A, a raise in astrology, a raise in spirituality, a raise into all those occult things. It's like went up 300%. Because yeah. people are looking, people yeah. are searching, people want to know more. You understand? Isn't it crazy too? I just, this is like, so it's like chill, chills almost. So I'm doing a brand new free training. And it yes. starts uh, January 31st and it's called the awakening of the empty Amazing. nester. <laughs> so you see, it's in tune. Like, like I had no idea that yes. this yes. was a great time to be awakened. So you yes. see, and after May, Pluto will go back to Capricorn until December. And then in January, 2024, Pluto will go, go in, in Aquarius, will move into Aquarius for 20 years. Wow. So from 2024 to 2044. Oh my so gosh, be- I'm excited. I'm excited for the collective because so, I think it's going to be such a self-exploration. I've said that I've I've gave seminars every year and I've talked I'm talking about that for 3 4 years already. Bank will disappear. Physical money will disappear. I've said that before 2020 there will, there will be life before 2020 and life after 2020. Like before that, everything will disappear. Everything will be like pushed, a, 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 um, like more technology, more more solutions, more. The world will go through some and we need to go with the flow. We cannot stop. Yeah. If we stop, we miss the train. That's it. We're on the side. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we need to adapt ourselves con consciously and physically to every every new. I know it's tiring. I know it's difficult, but we need to go. We cannot block it. It's yeah. like you try to block a flow of water. It's yeah. impossible. You yeah. want to ride the wave on top of the wave, not God forbid, under the wave. Yeah. Yeah, I get a lot of people who are like, I, I'm bad at technology or, oh, I'm a technology, uh, you know, they, they just have these challenges. Um, yes. And, and uh, instead of looking at it as like, oh, what's the opportunity? There's so much, so much you can learn and so much you can, I downloaded yeah. a new app today to track habits. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, simple. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But the yeah. main message is to change consciousness, to move. We cannot stay with our old grudges old feelings, old blockages. That's it. Yeah, there, there will be a burden for us at the end. Mm, yeah. It's, it's, we need to move. We need to do the, the spiritual work inside us and really to move on. That's the main message. Yeah. Yeah. So this is great. So what would you say to somebody who, uh, I mean, thinks that they're curious and they would like to learn more about themselves and how would they go about doing that? Well, I would suggest them to go to Kabbalah.com. We have a website and to see that we have Kabbalah classes there, the level one, the, you know, the first level, the level one, level two, level three, the other seminars. I would suggest them to do an astrology chart also. I would suggest them to go to any spiritual teaching that they would like or they want or they're attached to. Like to, 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 I would suggest them mainly to have the desire to change. Mm -hmm. And to really understand that there is a need of going and moving forward. We cannot stay in the same position that we were last year. Yeah. Or the year before. Yeah. Do you understand yeah. when we add, will be at the end of the year and we look, or even now, look back at the beginning of 2022 and say, okay, what did I do there? Whatever I did, I don't want to be the same now. I need to move on. I, not the same blockage, not the same emotion, not the same problem. Of course, some problems continue and it's not resolved uh, already. I understand. But as long as we're moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Step by step. Karen Berg, my, my spiritual teacher said, uh, people ask her, how did you, you know, how did you do? We opened 59 Kabbalah centers around the world. Kabbalah is becoming like a, a, a culture around the world. What, how did she, Karen say, uh, answered one person at a time? One, when we care truly about one person at a time, like it, when you light a candle, how many candles can this candle light? Infinite, because the flame never go down, never. Mm -hmm. Because when you, you have a candle, with the flame and you light another candle and light another candle and it can be infinite. And that's how Kabbalah, spirituality, any kind of going down, deep down you, you do, that's how it does. Mm, yeah. So yes. wonderful. So wonderful. We, I could talk to you forever. Yeah, uh, me too. I can talk forever. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. I know you're busy and I appreciate you fitting me in uh, and allowing me to introduce you to my audience. Thank you. Thank uh, you for yeah. inviting me. I really enjoyed it. Thank yeah. you very much. And I'll be in touch. Definitely. Yes. All right. Please, please yes. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. 
Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at notyouraveragegrandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.